You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 706 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Today, we've got the head of Kentucky Performance Products, Karen Isberg, discussing exercise for the insulin-resistant horse. This week, we're also joined by Megan McIsaac, talking about the challenges of prioritizing her own health and training. Then, Katie Pogue will talk about retiring her 19-year-old competition partner. The wonderful trainer tip this week is brought to us from Kristen Stein. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Phil. How <laughs> are you? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I, I'm I'm pretty tired. I've had a big day, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, yeah, we're we're still rocking and rolling with the radio show. I love it. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah, it's a little bit later. We've done some interviews and it's a little bit later. And then, you know, we're <laughs> just uh, thinking about dinner and and uh, and that's about it. I love it. I love it. No, I mean, it's same thing. Like down here in Florida, it's it's super busy, super, super busy. I think I did 14 horses today, but that's OK. It was super cool. You know, what, what's fun about down here is I have a really interesting mix of horses depending on the day. So today, um, I always have my six that I have with me, which is, is fun. They, they literally range from two five-year-olds to a 16 year old international Grand Prix horse, uh, who, you know, I, he was the spookiest one of the day. I'm not going to lie today. <laughs> and then, um, I had two virtual lessons, which was super fun. Um, I really enjoy teaching virtually. It, it, different challenges for sure as you teach them. But I will tell you at two o'clock in the afternoon when it was like over 90, I was really happy to come in my camper and uh, hashtag camper life and, and, and get, get teaching. So that was, you've got the, you've um, got the air conditioning going in that camper. Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and it's actually parked in a great spot. It's nice and uh, shady here. So my camper actually stays pretty cool, which is nice. I don't know what you would do if it was in full sun. I, I don't know. I don't have to deal with that situation. So, um, yeah, so it's super nice to come in here in the afternoon. And then I got to ride some jump, um, some adventures. So that was super fun. One of the event horses is actually transitioning to being more of a dressage horse. Uh, it was a very successful event horse. Uh, and he's you know, a little bit older. Uh, so it was fun because uh, his owner's out of town. And and, and I ride all, all the horses when she's out of town. And uh, I could sort of really play around. I was like, what do you know? <laughs> so I got to hunt around and find out You're, what he knows. And Yeah, testing yeah. the buttons. Yeah, it was great. I like test drove him. It was so fun. I, I don't ride him very often because uh, usually the owner I lessons, but today I got to ride him and it was so fun. I got to like figure out what he knows. So very rarely do we get to kind of like get on a horse and really test drive him and see what they know. But that he knew a lot. I mean, he he knows basically a green pre-St. George. So uh, that'll be fun because I wanted to be able to coach the owner. So uh, I love that. And I love Did kind you of point, having- you point him at some fences. Uh, no, mm -mm. <laughs> not that one. Um, yeah, that one jumped around, uh, like Land Rover. Like I'm not putting him anywhere close to a fence. 
<laughs> all my all my jumping horses are like, oh yeah, she's the boring one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I have a, I, I jump now and now work with show jumpers and they're Grand Prix show jumpers. And I tell you, they I I I, I can feel the power and I'm cool with staying on the ground, my friend. Okay. Uh, and and things are in full swing. Uh, kind of an interesting week. Um, today is the Palm Beach Derby is starting. So again, if if you are able to live stream any of uh, global, it's it, it's on all the time, which is really cool. If you really um, just want to sit and watch some tests, or you know, if you're you're wondering, you know, what's going on, uh, it's all live streamed. And uh, interesting, some dynamics. This is the last World Cup qualifier for the North American League. There's some drama, which is interesting. So uh, Sarah Lockman, Anna Buffini flew her horse down here. And we love it. We love them both. They're both always on our show. And they're very, very, very lovely, lovely ladies. And we want them all to go. Um, so there's a little bit of uh, drama, especially tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is going to be the freestyle. Yeah, that's, so a, that's, a, real, that's a real qual- qualifying yeah. thing for the for World Cup. You know, the, the Grand Prix... I think that, you know, you have to do it, but it's not mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. defining test, you know, no. uh, it's a freestyle right? qualifying or, or, or even just, you know, um, the, the winner of the, of the freestyle is the winner of the, of the world cup. So that's right. uh, a little bit the difference in, um, you know, in the, in the world cup, uh, it has points, right. And in, in, in the starting and, and I'm Philip, you know more about it than I do. It, it has to do with the number of starts and who wins. And there's, there's, a, yeah. Really, yeah. There's a I mean, that's a complicated, yeah. There's some complicated yeah. math that has to be done in there, but uh, um, you know, it comes down to because Adrian Lyle pulled Salvino. Yes. Um, then, then these two are kind of going head to head and the winner, the winner tomorrow night will be, uh, you know, uh, representing, the North American League and and all this mm-hmm. you know great drama and excitement. So yeah. as far in as Omaha. massage goes, that's that's right. It's pretty dramatic for us. <laughs> yeah, and um, I don't know. Philip and I have we're we're not going to go this year to the, the World Cup. We have gone before in Omaha, and we had a blast. So if you're on the fence about whether to go or not, uh, we had a ball. Like we thought, Omaha, really, we're going to Omaha, but it's great. Like. Oh, it was it was wonderful. They have a great art museum and a fun zoo, and uh, the competition's really fun, and the venue's lovely, uh, and they had great vendors. So, um, if you're on the fence, we I, I certainly would say go. Uh, it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit early this year, and I'm literally just getting home with the horses from um, from down here. It, it was getting a little complicated, so uh, I, I'm gonna miss it. But it's gonna be fun. They've got some really amazing horses going. So highly recommend, right, Phil? Absolutely. Yeah. Omaha is a, a wonderful place to visit. I don't know I'd spend two weeks there, but I mean for no. for the horse show. <laughs> yeah. For the weekend. For the horse show and, and everything uh to do with that. It's it was great. Yeah, and the good restaurants and cool downtown area. So highly recommend. Well, we have a great show, don't we, Phil? Absolutely. I think we're going to get started with uh, Karen Isberg to give us some uh, nutrition tips and and also some information about insulin-resistant horses. So uh, let's get right to it. Well, tonight we are so excited to have back on the show one of our favorites, Karen Isberg from Kentucky Performance Products. Karen, welcome back. Oh, thank you so much. I always love to be on the Dressage Radio Show. It's always so much fun to talk with you and Phil. 
I know we've missed you. And before we get the the party started, we have to hear how Master Oreo is doing your wonderful horse. So what are you guys up to these days? Uh, Well, Master Oreo is doing very well. Again, you know, it's, it's dressage. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Forward, straight, round forward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, there's not a lot of difference there. Um, We're working um, a whole lot right now on our canter transitions. Um, I'm keeping our canter transitions straight. So not just doing a canter transition in the corner, Reese, which you'll be very excited about, but doing a transition on the inside track off the wall and doing it straight. And um, he really likes to dive to the left when I asked for his right lead, so it's been, a, it's been a challenge, but he's getting better and better. And Oreo's funny. Once he kind of figures out what I'm asking him, it's like the light bulb goes off. And he's like, oh, oh, oh you want me to pick up the canner and stay straight? Oh, okay. And then, you know, he does, <laughs> so it, he does it pretty well. So, yeah. What a lovely so heart. Yeah, what a lovely on. heart. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's great. He's a nice boy. And then we just, we've been able to do a lot of trail riding this winter because the weather's been nice. So he's, he's After I left to Kentucky. the and the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Re- Reese it. left and then it got nice, but. Uh, it got nice. Exactly. Like what? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty Well, we don't always now. have winters like this. We were just fortunate this winter. So. Right. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, that yeah. is so cool. And Karen, another amazing milestone is Kentucky Performance Products has been open for 25 years. Right, I know. That's Isn't huge. that amazing? I just can't even believe it's been 25 years. I've crazy. been doing well, it for just, 35 years, but KPT has been around for 25. So you were just saying to us, like when you had started, that that things, um, as far as equine nutrition, were were changing a lot. So may, maybe you can talk, you know, just reminisce a little bit about that and and how things are so vastly different now. Oh, yeah. I mean, they really were. I mean, it, you know, in the 60s and, and 70s, um, Dr. Harold Hintz at Cornell just just made huge leaps and bounds in our knowledge about vitamin and mineral requirements in the horse. I mean, he's the, the daddy of vitamin and mineral requirements in the horse. And then then there was a lot of work being done in the uh, late 70s, early 80s on um, equine energetics. And this truly changed the way we feed horses today. I mean, we we learned, um, you know, by looking at how horses used energy that, you know, fat and fiber was better than, you know, a lot of sugars and starches and, and that protein really didn't contribute a whole lot to the equine athlete. You know, they need a certain amount, but that, you know, as far as energy sources were concerned, there were better ones than that. So it really did change the way we feed horses. And still today, we're using a lot of that original research to develop feeds for feeding horses. So it was an exciting time because it was just, it was, it was kind of a revolution in feeding horses. So it was fun to be involved with all that. And I knew most of the, uh, I knew most of the researchers at the time that were doing the things that they were doing and I was around them and worked with them. So it was fun. It's fun That's to awesome. think back and remember it. Yeah. Right. That I feel old. Really... Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, it's fantastic. And Karen, you've also written a really cool, I I watch all of your insulin resistant everything because I have a horse that we work very closely together with on his insulin resistance. So you wrote an article recently about it. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? I did. Yeah. So I get a lot of phone calls from owners 
that, you know, are looking for tips on how to manage their insulin resistant horses. And many of them, the vet will say, okay, well, you need to uh, increase the horse's exercise because we know that exercise increase, increases insulin sensitivity in the horse. And they call me up and they go, oh my God, how much? Or my horse is lame or he's old or, you know, what, what can I do? What can I do? So before I talk about exercise, I do want to make sure that everybody understands that the number one strategy when dealing with insulin resistant horses is that you need to change their diet. They need to be on a restricted diet, low starch and sugar, and only enough calories to maintain a healthy weight. That is the most important thing to do. And then we can look at exercising that horse. And I I looked at a few different studies. Some of the earliest studies were done on ponies, insulin-sensitive ponies. Obviously, they're easy to find. And all of these ponies were on a controlled intake diet. So they were all on a restricted diet. But these early studies showed that 10 minutes of exercise five times a week um, for six weeks did increase the sensitivity in these ponies. So I think that kind of piqued everybody's interest. That was early on, probably in the 90s. Uh, There was a a study in 2011 in Brazil that looked at varying levels of exercise. And that study noted that turnout only does not impact insulin resistance, that light exercise impacts insulin resistance more than turnout, and that moderate exercise impacted it more than, than light exercise, and that exercising five days a week was even better than exercising three days a week. So, so that starts to give us some cues on what to do. Um, the recent consensus with most of the researchers and veterinarians out there is 30 to 40 minutes of moderate exercise five days a week. So now I'm going to ask you, what do you think moderate exercise is? What's the definition of moderate exercise? I mean, I think for sure walking, maybe a light lunge. You know, um, yeah, perhaps like 30 minutes movement. walk, shot, canner. Yeah. yeah, movement, some some level of movement. What oh, you're it? very, that, that's good. You're very close. Um, <laughs> so it varies from, from researcher to researcher, but one source defines it as 30 minutes of cantering. That's a lot of cantering. Five that's days a lot a of week. cantering. That's, that's a lot a of lot. cantering. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody yeah. to do. Um, yeah, another one defined it as three to five hours a week of a combination of 30% walking. 55% trotting, 10% cannering, and 5% of some kind of low-level uh, work, like low jumping or cutting, um, dressage work. Um, another researcher said the horse should work enough to sweat five days a yeah. week. Yeah. So that kind of gives the listeners and everybody an idea of, you know, you're talking about, a, you know, to get the best results, you're talking about a fairly rigorous exercise routine, yeah. you know, now not, not all horses that are insulin resistant can do that for varying reasons. Some have laminitis, some are old. We do know that some exercise is better than no exercise. So even walking a horse for an hour a day, five days a week is going to help increase their insulin sensitivity. So do what you can do, you know, as far as you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, little, like little people, and often, right? yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like little people. and often is better than a lot all at once. You know, you don't, you don't store, yeah. you know, you don't store up your exercise for Saturday and then, <laughs> you know, think, okay, well, and then you go back in a week and you try it, try it again. This, I don't, I don't think that's going to be, be doing anything helpful for, for anyone. 
Right, and it doesn't help insulin resistance. I mean, three days a week doesn't really do much. You can work them really hard. Two days a week, it doesn't really do much. So it's that consistent exercise, five days a week, and, you know, just up to the moderate level is good to do. So the main takeaway message is that, you know, of course, you want to have your horse, keep your horse on that restricted diet. That's very important. And you want to manage their weight. But you also want to do some exercise. And exercise not only helps insulin resistance, but it also burns calories. So it helps you keep your horse at a healthy weight. So, you know, any any exercise that you can give your horse is better than no exercise. So even if all you can do is, you know, a half an hour uh, trail ride five days a week or or a few minutes of lunging every day, it's worth, it's worth going ahead and taking the time to do that with your, with your insulin-resistant horses and your metabolic horses, because it will help them to some degree, either by helping to provide weight loss or by actually um, reduce, increasing their sensitivity to insulin. Absolutely. And I mean, Karen, you and I have worked together with, with our insulin resistant horse. So tell us, I mean, you have some great products and I'm a firm, firm believer in them because we use them every day. Well, the three products we recommend the most for the insulin resistant horses, of course, are insulin wise, which um, helps maintain normal insulin regulation in the horse. And that's based off of research that was done at the University of Michigan with Dr. Jane Manfredi. And we have some nice research on that that you can find on our website. The other products that I always recommend is um, there's a product called Microphase, and Reese, you're familiar with this product. Yep, it's a vitamin familiar. and yep. mineral supplement, low in calories, but it fills in the gaps in a, in, a, in a high forage diet, which is more than likely the type of diet that an insulin-resistant horse is going to be on. And what's nice about it, it has a moderate protein level because we've learned recently that high protein is not good for these insulin-resistant horses either. So you want to you wanna be careful with the 30% balancers, the 30% protein balancers. They're better off, the horse is better off to be on a vitamin and mineral supplement that has below 15% protein in it. And then the other product is, of course, Elevate Natural Vitamin E because these horses are restricted from grazing on fresh green grass. That's a horse's best source of vitamin E. So you need to replace that nutrient and Elevate is a simple way to do that. And those are the three products I, I recommend the most. And and we do, we, we use them all the time. Uh, one of the horses we use microphase, actually, he just doesn't do well on grain. He's not insulin resistant, but he, his tummy, it just, he didn't do well on any, any grain. And, and that product has absolutely been amazing. And it's an FEI horse. Like it was shocking when Karen and I worked it out. Um, but it, it, they're great products and, and absolutely uh, recommend them highly. Use them literally every day. I kind of want to lick, lick it myself, but Karen said, don't do that. <laughs> I know, I was like, they, Karen, they what smell if, really like, good. Nope. A lot of them are like, oh, this smells so good. I want to eat it. Yeah, I just thought it would help me with my insulin resistance, I think. So anyways, <laughs> I digress. But Karen, thank you so much. How can our listeners find more information? Because you've got great information online, lots of, lots of things. Um, they can go to um, our website, kppusa.com, and then on our homepage, they can look for the section called Tips and Topics, and we have a whole ton of uh, information in there. We also, for our 25th anniversary, we're having a little contest. We have stickers that we give away. I don't know if you've seen any of our stickers. Yes. We have a whole bunch of stickers that we give away. To, you know, anybody, they're free. You can go on the, online. You can get them. Some, you know, we run them for a certain period of time, and then and then we move on to the next sticker. But we have a 20th, 5th anniversary sticker. And some of those stickers are going to have those QR codes on the back of them. 
and you can scan that code and you may be a winner. And we're giving away swag and we're giving away some KPP product. And then everybody that wins um, gets entered into the grand prize. And the grand prize is $1,000 to the, the charity or uh, the horse charity of your choice. So it can be, it can be a, a rescue. It can be a handicapped riding group, whatever you want, a land conservation group. So that's, that's kind of what we're doing. We're, we're celebrating 25 years and then hopefully giving something back to the industry that has allowed us to be so successful. So we're trying to, trying to kind of celebrate with everybody. So you can go on to kppusa.com and request your sticker and help us celebrate. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Karen. And we look forward to another 25 years. Amazing. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. Yes. I'll be really old then. Well, tonight we are so happy to have friend of our show and just our personal friends, Phil and mine, with Megan McIsaac. She is an FEI rider and trainer, great friend of ours. Megan, welcome back to the show. Hey, you guys. It's so great to be here. Thank you. Well, we love it. And, you know, unfortunately, you and I used to room together at the Young Horse Trainers Conference every year, and we were able to catch up. And we don't do that conference anymore. It doesn't happen. But it's so fun to catch up with friends. And I've been watching you on Facebook and you've just had so many good things happen. And you also had kind of a challenging year. And we wanted to have you on to kind of talk about that. So I'm going to let you, let you get started. (laughs) Yeah, good. I think just going back to what you said, I think it's really important for us trainers to stay connected. And I think it's really easy for us to be disconnected. And I keep saying, I hope that we can start another trainers conference that we can all get together because I really deeply down think that we all need each other, even though we are competitors, we are working on our business, our family, but we need no one. No one knows what we go through other than us. That's right. That's true. <laughs> and so true. We're going to see each other for hopefully 30, 40 years. And, um, and just to be able to, I think, talk to one another, grow our friendships. It's so important. And so like this last year was really hard. I, um, I just twisted. I didn't even get stomped on. No one fucked me off. No, no great story. Right. I just got old (laughs) and I I herniated. We're there. We're there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. Like, I herniated a disc and getting old, it's like, well, what do we do? I mean, we, at least I do, I live for riding. Some of us live for teaching and what, what do we do through a, an injury and what do we do? Like, depending on how it's affecting our bodies, it makes you, makes you half out and really think like, where am I going? Am I really taking care of myself? And if I know trainers, we don't. We take care of everybody else first, and last, we take care of ourselves. And I think we really need to change that in our industry, and really also support each other through that change. And so that's why I'm being open about it, <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know about you, but I've always felt like as a professional, we're 
put out on a pedestal and we have to be perfect, whether it's my own insecurities that have brought those thoughts on, or it's just like, you know, we're always being judged. We're always on display. I mean, that is our industry and we try to be great role models. And I think we all do that. However, we're still students. (laughs) We're, we're still learning. And, and so now I'm going through a new journey, which is like, oh my God, my health. (laughs) And I've been pretty healthy and physically healthy. And I was actually in the best shape of my life when it happened. And then I couldn't work out and then I didn't eat well, which affected me mentally. And then because of our industry, I kind of I don't know, secluded myself. Does that make sense? Maybe that's not the right word. But, um, you know, and and I don't, it it sounds awful. I mean, lots of people care about us. And, but on the flip side, I don't want to be asked, how are you today? I want to be, I always focus on like where I need to go. And if I'm always focused on my body, I'm like, whoa, oh my God, you really are doing bad. (laughs) So. You know, that that's a real mental struggle. I think us trainers, we don't discuss the mental discipline that we have that we can compartmentalize. But then by the time how bad we get, we we're like, what do we do now? And so for me, it was um, I almost needed to be taken to I was at a horse show out of all places. And people are like, why did you scratch? And as I'm hobbling around. And I landed in the ER and, and that was an eye-opening experience because I don't have health insurance and I'm okay with that. Now, other people have different situations and that's what they need. And it was eye-opening because I found insurance dictated the care. And thankfully for me and 30 years of taking care of horses, I was like, okay, x-rays, MRI plan. (laughs) And they didn't, they didn't, yeah, they didn't want to do an MRI. And then they told me it was too expensive. And then they told me I was going to take a month, but I should start PT. And that didn't make sense to me because what, how is my PT going to structure my plan if they don't know what's wrong with me? So logically it didn't work for me. And luckily I'm a bull in a China shop and I (laughs) kept calling (laughs) and I got my MRI, but it took, it took a lot of phone calls. And at first it started at $3,500 with insurance. And then without insurance, it was $2,500. And then I got on the internet and I found an hour away. I could get the same MRI for $254. Wow. So that should like wake people up and and thank god for horse care because i already had a pt that was four horses now but she had worked on people and i met her through horses so she came and we had already started working on a plan while i was getting my mri she finally got the images but it took it took a bit and then after that what happened i have class 4 laser for my horses and massage and acupuncture and I, I did all that. And then I, um, but nerve pain is something wild, unreal. Like I had no blood, <laughs> wow. but I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move. I was never comfortable. And like the medication they gave me after a month, I'm not used to taking drugs. And my insides were totally trashed. 
And so I had to stop all, all of that. So that, that's yeah. been my journey. And it's, we are now on month seven and I educated myself. I got on the internet, sorry, Google, but it was more <laughs> like Mayo Clinic <laughs> and just trying to find the right resources to help me. And I advise everyone be, be typical horse owners, keep asking questions nicely and, and just be that squeaky wheel for your own health. Um, because it was very eye opening, and now I'm kind of structuring my life to where I actually have a team that looks for me because my doctor really didn't. Yeah. So uh, really struggling with that, and then the whole time that was going on, I was dealing with running a business, riding horses, like. And I have to be honest, the only comfortable place for me was on a horse. <laughs> I funny? don't know how I I could hardly walk. <laughs> I was hobbling around, but it was the, the movement on the horse. Like I had no pain. And so, um, I have to say, I'm very lucky that I had the support I had, which was my fiance looking out for me and, uh, and making me slow down. I also have a wonderful assistant and she was able to take care of the clients if I needed to take the day off. She uh, And honestly, I should have taken more days off and I didn't. And I've also stopped and thought about my business <laughs> yeah. and just decided like I need to think more about what I really want and my goals are in my riding and I want to ride. And so I've structured it and I, I looked at like what was you know, the energy suckers, what, you know, for me, it was having a whole barn full of training horses. And so I've kind of switched over to a lesson program and I have two instructors under me. And so just kind of thinking about going ahead, like how, you know, if I were to be injured again, if I couldn't ride, which I don't think are realistic, um, right now because it was just a minor herniation and now I'm taking all the precautions and really thinking about my health now and the other thing is so if anybody does have back issues oh my god spinal decompression has been amazing thank god to come out here to California because it, it wasn't offered to me in the in the midwest where I was and so I've been working with a chiropractor and I've never felt better actually so my ride and now I'm just focusing on my riding and I really lucked out and I have to say thank you so much to the dressage foundation and the team take mentorship grant it is for professionals i recommend all professionals look into it for support this has helped me so much obviously i've had um medical bills so to be able to still come here and have the, the financial support to be with my coach kathleen rain as i'm getting strong and to have her there to push me as i'm getting stronger is huge so i highly highly recommend all professionals look into it and thank you. And I, mean, and I think, Megan, you're you're such just a positive person and you're so amazing in a sport. And and I think what you're saying is so important for all trainers. And and if you are a trainer, you're looking at becoming a trainer, or frankly, if you're you well, you're I mean, listening just, to this. Just people. I mean, yeah, just be, people. We have to be our own best advocates for our health, especially. And I've had certain certain injuries and, and, and all of that stuff. And then I mean 
nobody's going to look after you like you need to be looked mm-hmm. after sometimes. Yeah. Right. So right. look in the mirror and say, what can I do for my own health? You know, what what's what research can I do? Or can I, you know, this year I, I, I've been having some neck problems. It's all spine issues, right? There's no secret that that riding is is tough on your spine and, and falling off when I was younger. It starts to catch up with you. Back then, you know, I was in my teens and in my 20s and I'd just fall off and then bounce right back. And, and, and then yeah. now I've <laughs> I've had to, yeah, I've had to, like you, research chiropractic or just, you know, try it out and, and try and figure out what works for me and acupuncture, whatever. I mean, we were so good at looking after the horses and, and doing everything that, that they need. But it, it, it was a big thing that when I get that stuff for the horses, it's no problem. It's just, I'm just going to do it. Right. And then when I, when I turn around and said, yep. oh, can I afford to do yeah. chiropractic three, three yeah. times a week? It's a different situation with the healthcare in Canada, but chiropractic, acupuncture, all the all that extra modalities, it, it isn't paid for by our government. So then I had to like, how important is this? And then and my wife was just like, this is so important. Like this is, this is not yes. this should be no question to go as far as you need to go with all of that. And why do we do that? What? Yeah, like it, why? It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Not- and I think. All of us are now, you know, we're we're in our forties, and it, it does change a little bit as you age as a rider. And I do tell my young students, I'm like, hey, watch how you lift stuff, and watch how you know the young horses you're flying off of. Like, yeah, that will that will come later, you know, to not be good for you. And the other thing I was just gonna say too, Megan, is I love that as a trainer, you you sought out grants because there are grants out there. And you are working on your riding. It's exactly what I'm doing here in Florida, right? It's it's hard mm-hmm. to leave your business. Mm-hmm. It's hard to leave, you know, your family or, or it changes your family life. It's really yep. hard. But I think that the three of us collectively know how important extra training is. And it is expensive and it does take time. And I think it's so important that you take that time as a trainer to also be a student and it is very hard because you do have to plan financially and you you may lose clients like some people get mad and you know i think the three of us are are getting far enough in our career where it doesn't matter as much but mm-hmm. it's important and and we may have assistance and we have to have people that that help us at home and how do you do with the home farm versus when you're away but it's really important to be away and and to really focus on yourself and your horses so i i know how hard it is cuz i do it as well and and i commend you for doing mm-hmm. it as well. And, and I hope if, if anybody hears anything from our discussion tonight it is, it is important to keep learning and it's important to remember your health. I think mm-hmm. it's easy as a horse professional to forget both of those things. And I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, not, not a, not a good thing. So do, Megan, do you have any closing thoughts for us tonight? Are you having fun in California? Yes. How is California? Yeah, yeah, you've, <laughs> you've, esca- escaped the, you've escaped the the North again, and but maybe not the yeah, snow. I I, had some snow. Yeah. We had snow. I love it here. I love being a student. If I could, I'd be one every day. I love being a client. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, honestly, I love working on me. You know, I'm, I, it's different things that I'm learning and just, it's all about the details and learning to do less and getting more. And that's probably the same life lesson that I've learned about my body. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I just, 
I highly recommend it. If you can ever go away and focus on yourself, you know, it's not selfish. They say when you're in the airplane, put your oxygen mask on first so you can help other people. I think that's my parting theme, you know, is make sure you're solid and you're mentally, not just physically, mentally and physically solid. And then you can help other people. So those are my parting words. Have a blast. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you, Megan. And how do our listeners find you online or follow your journeys? Well, right now I'm pretty active on Facebook. So you can look up Megan McIsaac. I do have a new website for my business, which is Lindenhoff, L-I-N-D-I-N-H-O-F.com. Or you can just text me or call me at 608 four four five eight five three one and happy to help you with anything. Awesome. Megan, thank you so much and enjoy the rest of your training and not warm California. <laughs> it's gonna be warm. It's gonna be warm, but it doesn't matter. I am having a blast. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful season in Florida. Awesome. Thanks Megan. Well, tonight I am excited. We are having all our friends on tonight and Katie Pogue is here to chat with us. She's an FEI rider and trainer. We've been friends since Young Riders, which of course was a couple years ago. And I got to see her here in Wellington on us a bittersweet day. Katie, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be a part of this again. I know we love it when you come on. And I was so... um, it was fun to see you in Wellington, but it was a bittersweet day. So I wanted to talk about it because I, I think we all have those sometimes in horses and, and it happens to all of us. And we wanted to kind of shed some light on that. So I'll let you tell the story. Well, I have a wonderful stallion who is um, the young age of 19 this year. <laughs> and we have been together since he was six turning seven and through those years have brought him up to Grand Prix and into the CDI arena. And in 2017 had a great season and won um, a CDI Grand Prix special down in Wellington and then a CDI Grand Prix three-star up in Tryon. And after that battled with, an episode of EPM with him and got that under control and figured out and then got back into things um, a year later. And then COVID hit as we were trying to kind of make a comeback and he was really, really doing well and kind of had some high hopes for some more international things. And then after that, we had festival and did well there and then had a a series of three injuries and had three individual comebacks and this last comeback was a success and I had an interest in trying to get him kind of one more shot into the CDI arena at Grand Prix and we did and that was a lot of fun and so that was the season and so Mm -hmm. The last, the last show, we, we knew that this season would kind of be the, his final season. 
um, just with age and just kind of dealing with keeping the EPM under control. And that's just been very hard for him. Um, and so we gave it a shot and we, we did okay. And it was a lot of fun. And I was really proud that we were able to get through the injuries and he is super sound and super healthy. And it just, it's just kind of time to kind of close this chapter with him. And we have been super successful and move on. And I have some other, some others that I'd like to bring along in hopes to, to get into the CDI arena. So anyway, so the, the bittersweet, as you were mentioning, is that I have had a great career with him and decided this last show that it was just time. It was time yeah. to end on a good note. He wasn't, he is older. He is not as brilliant as things have been in the past. Um, I was really proud that we were able with some great vets and farrier combination, just keeping him sound and he's just as sound and fit as he's ever been. It's just a little different being 19. Um, (laughs) so anyway, so yeah, so we, we have decided to kind of hang up the CDI showing and I will continue to ride him and he, he has his interest in being the first of the day and we will keep doing that. And it just, it, it felt right. And I feel good that he is healthy and sound and just, it's a good time. And I know it, it is hard for some people to, to want to either push more and more and more and try to do it or are battling with injuries and don't know what to do. And this just, this felt right and a very positive time and situation. Yeah. No, and I, I think that was what was so cool about it. You know, we we had a chance to just chat quietly, and you know that's what you said. And and I think that that's it's a really hard thing to do for your horse, but it's so important. And and I just thought it that's why it was such a bittersweet moment, but it also was a cool moment because uh, you guys, we Phil and I remember when you got him. You know, it was so exciting yeah. to see our friend get him, and you know we've you know been friends through his whole career and. Um, you know, well, to get to that to point when we were all at the trainer's clinic, yeah, had him up there and had just gotten him. So yes, we have all been together for a long time. We have, we have, and and but I think that that's really important. It's it's not even that it, you know, yours doesn't necessarily have to be a CDI horse. That's not the the story, the moral, the story. But I think the important part was you were able to end it on an amazing way he's happy he's sound he looks amazing but it was time to 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 move on to the next chapter and i think as writers it, it is a really hard thing to do because you know we were all there when you had i, I was there when you won that cdi like it was amazing it was so cool uh and i think it is hard sometimes to to you know, move on and, and, and give him the next chapter of his life, whatever that will be. And, um, and I just thought that was really cool. Phil, I think you've had similar experiences as well. Well, I I think that the, I don't know, the way I think about it is like you, you have to make the decision no matter how tough it is, you know, before you're forced to make the decision. And then, you know, only, only bad things can can come of that. And then you blame yourself or, you know, like all kinds of second guessing where you have to, at some point you have to pick a moment and say, this, this has been great that, you know, because you're going to, you're going to save 
yourself to to go you know to really focus on another horse right and, and get going on young stuff again i mean that's you know as a professional rider that's that's the name of the game that's the story so you know realize that and and give your give your horse a nice retirement and enjoy them and you know, like all of these great things before you're you're forced to stop with with a big injury and and then or you know or if you're chucking them around the the, the country and then you know that you, you have a colic and then like you have to say goodbye to your friend at, at some point and and uh, you want to do right by the horses i think that's that's the important point and the important piece of this story yes i i completely agree we we knew that this was sometime this season would kind of be the, the closing of it and you know like Reese said it, it felt right to kind of make that decision and come home and you know we're not gonna chuck them around and like what you were saying with traveling and different things and or you know doing something and having another injury and it just you know taking away that level of stress I think is a positive thing and and he has earned it he has earned you know, a, a good, good time here at home. And he will still be the number one <laughs> he sees himself. Yeah. yeah he forever. <laughs> he will forever be the number one. And, um, but no, I think it is, there are certain times and places and, and I am glad that I'm not going to feel like I've, I pushed for something or, you know, regret that something went too far. And, um, you know, I'm glad that this was able to be, the bittersweet and um and can keep keep doing and playing with him and enjoying all the things that I've enjoyed and keep that going and yeah. you know keep him as as healthy and fit as as he can just as an athlete here at home and keeping his routine and um so no I feel very fortunate that the we we're able to kind of make this decision and put him first and all that and look back at all the memories and just enjoy him now. You know, obviously this was not a, uh, this was a hard decision. And I think that's, this is the time that, you know, this is when you, you do lean on your coaches and and your family and you, you know, your husband, I mean, all these people are part of this decision because it is hard, especially when you, with the, the international horses, you spend so much time. And a lot of times it's, you know, you only bring one horse or two horses. So they really do get to kind of be the king and the queen of the, of the castle a little bit, because that's what they do. And, um, you know, it is hard to step back and, and being in that ring is so fun. And, um, I think that's, that's a big thing and, and it's not taken lightly, especially with those guys, but it is a lifestyle. It's hard. It's expensive. It's hard to keep them going. Um, so I th- think that was good. And I think just having a plan for that was, was really cool. So, um, we wish Ziggy, we want a, re- a retirement party, uh, for Ziggy, <laughs> uh, for sure. I, that's what I said. I said, next time we see you, we're going to have to have a, you know, a glass of champagne on Ziggy, but, um, Katie, thanks for so much for coming on and talking about this. Cause I think it's, uh, I'm sure it's it, there, there are listeners that are, that are thinking about this or it's on the back of their mind, or maybe this is their last show season. And, and, uh, it is a hard decision, but, um, it was, it was a, a bittersweet, but it was cool to see as well. So thank you so much for your, for your time. And how can our listeners find you online if they have any questions? You can find me at katiepogdressage.com and feel free to email me katiepogdressage at yahoo.com. And I'm 
happy to help out in any way. Awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Well, for this week's tip of the week, we are so excited to have Kristen Stein, FEI rider and trainer based in Wellington, Florida, back on the line. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Reese. Thanks for having me. Well, you've got it. We were just, you know, working on a tip and you had a great tip that we all said collectively, we need to talk about this. So what do you have for us this week? I guess the biggest thing I think is we need to start worrying more about our body's position as riders ourselves. You know, we're always thinking about the horse and, you know, is the horse straight? Is he supple? Is he balanced? And then, you know, you look at the rider and the rider's staring down at the shoulders and their head tilted to the side, which then, of course, drops their shoulder collapses their rib cage, then the horse feels it in their seat bones that they're unlevel. And the student will look at me and go, why is my horse not riding straight? And I'm like, oh my goodness, look up, look in the mirror. (laughs) How can your horse ride straight? And, you know, I always use the analogy of giving a little kid a piggyback ride. And if the kid will sit straight on your back and stay level and not bounce around, it's not that difficult to give a kid a piggyback ride. But if the kid's hanging to the left or hanging to the right or wiggling around up there, you as the adult find yourself kind of wavering a little bit left and right to kind of catch your balance. And I feel that that's the exact same thing our horses are always doing underneath of us is Yes, they lose their own balance, but most of the time I feel that the horses are constantly moving to catch our balance. And it's so important for us as riders that we are so aware where our head is, our shoulders, our back, our elbows, are the fingers really closed on the reins or we, you know, have the little pinky open so it's not a consistent contact. And I know it gets a little repetitive hearing this over and over again. But I think as riders, we have to make sure that as picky as we are in our horses, that we are even more accountable and responsible for our own bodies, whether it be our own fitness level, making sure that we spend as much time taking care of our bodies physically as we do our horses. We all know we're all guilty. The horses get massages and get shoes every four weeks. And here I'm walking around and I have a heel of my boot half broken. And I wonder why I'm feeling a little weird while I'm walking with a limp, but I would never allow my horse to do that. So I just think that's something that we need to pay attention to. I love this. It is so true. And and when I watch lessons, sometimes I'm like, uh, how can you not say something about the rider? But you know, we here on the show, we, we have a workout. Um, Tony comes on and he, he talks about being level and being strong and being balanced, but the piggyback analogy was perfect. Cause that's exactly, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. And I mean, I think I know all three of us as trainers and, and riders, and we all three work all the time on balance and are we in the saddle correctly? And is our body feeling good enough? And um, I just think it's such a good reminder and I think it's really important and people, you know, ah, gosh, it's, it's hard because like you said, we're so focused on the equine athlete, but us as athletes, 
are so important. And I know my, how my body feels now as I'm in my forties, which, you know, hurts to say, but it's true. My body's different and I have to spend a little bit more time on my body. Um, Phil, how about, how about you? Do you want to jump in? Well, I just talk, talk about like, you know, being able to apply effective aids as well, you know, whereas, you know, if you're, you know, a little stiff or a little off to one side, and then you're, then of course your horse is not going to be able to achieve an eight, eight or a nine and a half pass because you're, you're not balanced or, you know, whatever in a, in a halt. I think that's, you know, I work a lot on, on halts, you know, walk halt, trot halt, canter halt, because, you know, that is the moment of, you know, that you can create balance or, or at least, you know, you come to a halt and then you can, you know, you can, if you have some, some mirrors or a friend or something to say, Oh, no, the, the, left hind is out or, or, you know, something like that. And just say, well, you, you know, you didn't come to it in a balanced place where you're applying equal uh, aids and, you know, and all that stuff, you know, like the position is the position for, uh, you know, to achieve a balanced horse and rider, you know, to be able to do some of the stuff in a balanced way. hundred percent. Yeah. I think it was great. And in a really important way to say that, Well, Kristen, we can't thank you enough for this tip. This was great. A great reminder for us all. And how can our listeners find you online? Oh, well, thank you so much. And you guys can find me online through my email, steinequine, S-T-E-I-N, equine at yahoo.com or on Facebook through my business account of Stein Equine or my personal page of Kristen Stein, which I do post a lot of the business stuff between both accounts. Although I do have an Instagram account, I am not the best on that. So probably not the best way to reach me through there. Although I no know problem. that's like the thing now. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm, I'm not prepared. But <laughs> well, because I'm like, I, so yes, no, yeah. absolutely. Thank you, sweetie. Well, Phil, as always, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. If you want us to talk about anything specific, let us know and uh, we'll work on the tip for you. We do have a book club book going, Arena Tracks by Christian Bear. Um, this is a great book. And if you're kind of, oh, got the end of winter blues and once Yeah, this is still midwinter. So midwinter blues. Okay. I'm, I'm hot. I'm sweating down here. Anyways. <laughs> The Midwinter Blues. This book is cool because it's got a lot of excellent exercises. And I've been pulling it out too, just just to kind of have some fun and do some things with the horses. So uh, really enjoy that. So bring it out. Enjoy it. Look at some geometry. Uh, We all need it. (laughs) And uh, we hope you enjoy. Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com. And my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is probably through Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products. If you'd like to support our show and the Horse Radio Network, you can do that through the auditor program found at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. (laughs) 